<laughs> Fuck. Some phlegm. Oh, I'm clipping still. I'm Mr. Clippington today. Um, are you using are you using the blue yeti? Yeah, I am. I mean, Unless I'm not. Can you just turn the knob down a bit? Um, the only thing is when I oh maybe the gain. Yeah, the, the the gain. It is the gain. Oh shit! How's that? How's that? Yeah, yeah, that's better. Oh, I must have because I was wondering why I could like hear every speck of dust in my room <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Oh, okay. oh my god! Wait, David, it was me the whole time. Oh, you're. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It, <laughs> yeah, it, the game. Yeah, the game. Amped up. Yeah. yeah, so I could hear my voice really loud, but not you. Yeah, okay. that's fair. Now we're sitting pretty. We're, we're sitting, sitting pretty. pretty. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm glad that we got our uh, mo- end of the month quota down. So we yeah, just, second... just about, to, about to shot that out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, I'm, I'm glad we're back to a back to a pace. You know, I, I, I think for a while, actually, I, I was afraid that... Um, because we we went like weeks, if not a couple of months, that we weren't able to record, or, or even just six like months. talk. Yeah, well, yeah, six months without recording, and and sometimes a pretty long hiatus between t- like just talking on the phone too. And I yeah, realized seriously. that sometimes I just thought because like obviously given time zones and stuff, I realized that like I just had the assumption that you were busy, um, which is mm-hmm. like you know never never a good excuse to like not reach out in the first place. Um, but yeah, I also realized that yeah we were growing into our own lives for sure very yeah. very differently you know but nonetheless we can come together at this space and feel yeah, like and nothing it doesn't matter skipped. how long exactly yeah. it feels like nothing has fucking skipped it <clears throat> so yeah yeah but uh, so uh how you doing david <laughs> how you doing today yeah <laughs> i'm doing okay and and i guess the really only thing i want to talk about that's been on my mind lately so much is like about friends, you know, about friendship and, and how I feel like, uh, you know, this semester for me at least has, has been a, a pretty existential one. Like, like I, I, I tripped on LSD twice at this point, um, yeah. this semester, both were incredible revelatory experiences. And I think I've been exploring intellectually things that have really enriched my life right like poetry talking ethnography like i'm, I'm doing an eth- ethnography this semester right i'll be at a very small scale just talking to literally one person that i met randomly in central square uh <laughs> excuse me you know being part of these like this intellectual and then at the end of the day coming home to my dorm and feeling lonely and feeling like I have lost the capacity to be able to form friendships that are deep and meaningful in the way that like, I feel like you've been able to describe your friendships so many times over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like to me, I just, and, and I realized that like, so, okay. Example today, uh, I was meaning to hang out with a friend of mine, Brian, and, uh, we went to this kind of like stand up comedy show, uh, and and another friend of ours, Chelsea, who I think I've mentioned to you, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is a complicated situation for me, at least, emotionally. And I, I guess we can talk about that at some point. Yeah, you mentioned you, you mentioned it a little bit last podcast. Yeah, it's hard to parse out genuine feelings of care and, I mean, I guess so attraction, right? Of, to oh, a I get it, instance, I get it. Right, it's, it's yeah. so fucking confusing once to the point where like, because it's not that I, I want anything to come out of it. And yet I still feel like this attraction has to go somewhere, you know, or I, I, I want to put it somewhere. Yeah. Um, and it's attraction of spirit, right? It's part of them that really speaks to you in a way that you appreciate. So a- anyways, um, and I feel like, yeah, I just, I'm not, I feel like I, I hear from other people like FOMO, literally like friendship FOMO of like, I hear other people having really really close deep meaningful friendships that they ha- can share and that they've oh, they they you know experience so much with and can lean on and and yeah like that's a deep envy for me you know yeah uh, yeah so anyways that's that's been on my my mind lately but uh i think overall i'm so glad we did this podcast because i think if i didn't i would have spent this night on my bed scrolling through instagram 
<laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me yeah. fucking too, David. <laughs> <laughs> and and <laughs> it would not have been good. I I would have felt like shit. Probably told myself that it was shit, even though I had a billion other things. Like my my desk and my bookshelf is filled with fucking books that I would love to spend time reading and thinking. And dude, yeah. I, I can literally feel the effects of social media hindering my ability to be able to read well. Like literally, dude, like I've done too. like mini experiments lately where like I, I would I would go on Instagram for five minutes and then sit down with a book and literally be unable to calm my brain down. And like and another time where like <clears throat> I would come out of the shower, meditate for five minutes, and then try reading, it's a whole different universe of a mindset yeah and i realize now like yeah. kids in school now and this is why like i feel so bad for teachers in the 21st century you're dealing with kids that whose minds have been on who are in the state almost constantly right and yeah. then somehow you're supposed to instill a method of learning and then that's just fucked wow. up yeah it's, it's fucked up for sure but anyways um yeah, it seems like you're connecting with some of the things I'm saying here, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I've resonated with, like, every point you've made. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Especially the whole, like, friendship FOMO, you know? Yeah. I've, I felt a little bit of that today, hanging out with Leilani at the farmer's market. Was I went to thing? go, like, yeah, uh, we just go to each other's works and just hang out, and then, like, at this point, we could work each other's jobs, so... <laughs> I'm just like Leilani. Close the fucking store down. I'm gonna go get food. <laughs> and uh, it's this. It's the same thing at the farmers market. I'm like, I'll take the tents down and put them away. Dude, that's. Um, oh, dude, you're. <laughs> that brings great. so much fucking joy to my heart. Like imagining <laughs> you, like tearing down a tent for a job that you're not part of, but like you're living on behalf of your friend. Also, that's. No, that's yeah. yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> It's it's really amazing and like the farmers market is just a magical place like the, all this like local food just in one spot and like everyone's so fucking nice for some reason like yeah. everyone is so nice for some reason why like customer service people turn into fucking demons especially old people but at the farmers market oh my god they're so nice yeah I don't get it but um I mean especially working in like Starbucks and stuff I can imagine that your idea of customer interactions <laughs> is very different from what you get at the it's, farmer's market literally yeah um but yeah so leilani mentioned to me she, she kind of put me in a little bit of a existential crisis because she was like i just realized i'm not going to see you at all in the month of december and i was like hmm. oh fuck why she's like well i'm going to um i think it's argentina wow she's going on some hikes she like goes to south america every opportunity she gets is she from and there? uh no, she just like loves traveling there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um she went to Costa Rica last summer and just like loved it and has just been longing to go to go back like any opportunity. Um but yeah, she she mentioned that she's like getting like an Airbnb with all her old Santa Cruz friends that she loves and that she's like has like this deep connection with her mom and like they're going to go travel together. I'm like, "Fuck. I literally have Damn. nothing planned." You know, like yeah. nothing. Like I have my December is completely empty, and then and then I was like, well, fuck, what do I do? And so I was like, getting all panicky almost. Like, yeah, and that's when I just you texted me, and I was like, I need to do something this this winter break. Yeah, with someone I love. So I texted you. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I I was I was saying like I think, <coughs> excuse me, I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna be back in California on the 18th. Okay. At the, excuse me at the latest um and i think that'll give me like a week that i'll be able to spend with you if we do want to do like like a serious trip around california like driving around and shit yeah um, i mean i'd love to go up north near the coast and like yeah and and like actually sit in a cabin for like two fucking days yeah and not do shit yeah that that sounds like kind of what I need right now too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, me oh. too. I'm I'm kind of dying. Like, got a lot of weight on my shoulders. So like, getting everything turned in, applications, homework, fucking, yeah, all the bullshit, and then just like, going into a cabin for two, like two to three days with literally nothing going on. Yo, yeah. I th I thought of like, have you ever 
done a technology detox? No. Well, I I attempted it. If we if we like recall back to some of our really early episodes, that was one of the yeah. first things you brought up. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a true one because I'd like watch TV with my dad instead of like scrolling oh, okay. on my phone. Yeah, but I've never like truly been away from technology besides when I went backpacking recently. I'd I'd honestly, I mean, if anyone, I think I'd be most comfortable trying to detox technology with you because I feel like I, yeah, I I'd definitely. be least bored. I I am genuinely thinking that might be what I need most in life right now is a tech yeah. detox. And if we can like somehow like two, three days out at an Airbnb where we can like hike in the morning, read in the afternoon, cook something, yeah. walk around and just like be away from something that has wrecked so much havoc <laughs> on our lives. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> at least, yeah. No, it has. It has. And then just like, on like our final day maybe or our first day we just take half a tab well that perhaps. well i was gonna say that yeah like i think that would be a great initiation um into our detox um yeah oh like like nothing like music too Ooh, that'd be interesting what are your thoughts no on music? music i i feel like music is does music i, count? I can't live without music for three days Ooh, that's a good question then you know like how do we want it like do we want to do like really low tech like like bring fucking like walkman's <laughs> that can only play music because <laughs> i feel like it's scary to like oh no we have to go well, on our phones and we'll see like notifications and stuff and- i'll bring my amp in my synthesizer and <laughs> oh shit yeah motherfucker imagine us high on acid making this oh shit my music. god dude <laughs> oh my god that would be incredible dude we'd sit there just like drooling clicking every fucking key no, no well here's the thing like I, I mean i've told you this before like you're incredibly lucid and incredibly attentive like i i did i tell you about the, like the bass that we were playing no well yeah i mean we were in the airbnb in new hampshire right the the, the night after so like yeah the full day we went hiking we went with that crazy moment of like almost getting trapped out into the dark came home and then the airbnb that we we're staying at had like a lobby with musical instruments on it and there was this upright bass that was there with, oh fuck with, like a bow and everything and so I just started play- I just played one note over and over again <laughs> and I felt like dude I, I I felt like I could visually see the string vibrating at a, like a molecular level and like <laughs> and like things aligning in the air for a yeah. ear to pick up and like and so your inc- your creativity you know it's interesting so I I told you about this right like last night I I I uh I I took a hit from my pen and watched a short bit of a documentary on infinity and they brought up a very interesting point obviously infinity is a concept that we can never know but why well they say like we have (laughs) excuse me we have um uh uh, we have the same number of neurons in our brain that there are stars in our galaxy which is like a huge 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 number a number that honestly itself we also cannot really understand yeah no no way no way but still, it's a finite number. And if you think of like every neuron as being like, uh, you know, like a like a, you know, a combination of thoughts, right? Like, oh, you have five neurons in this part of your brain firing that creates this one thought or sensation or emotion or idea. Yeah. Then you can think, well, like there's, there's let let's say there's okay from an easy example. Let's say there's ten neurons in your brain. Ten <laughs> neurons can create ten to the ten different combinations of neuron configurations and each of those configurations can be thought of as like a, a thought, you know? Yeah. Fuck me. That's just with 10 neurons right now. Having (laughs) the same number of neurons as there are stars in the galaxy. It's an incredibly vast number to the power of an incredibly vast number. And yet still, it still is finite. Meaning there are a finite number of thoughts that we could ever think and therefore, human creativity itself is finite. And I think that's just like a really fascinating idea because mm. that to, to me, that sets a boundary on what we can understand. We can never, ever understand infinity because we do not have like literally what we use to understand the universe is a fucking yeah. five pound piece of meat. <laughs> right like the electricity running through with, it. with electricity running through it right like there's, there's no fucking way we're gonna be able to understand <laughs> the universe and, 
and so and so i think that's like a very sobering thought and and um but and yet still like i think i think that idea of like oh 10% of the brain and stuff i think there's some truth in that in that like i think the thoughts that we have in like our normal reality of of go- everyday life and of sober life is a very small proportion of the number of thoughts that we can have fully with our brain's potential of combinations yeah i i, I hate that like 10% thing it's like Dude, I, uh, yeah. One, how much energy would I have to down to get this thing going? Like, it, it already uses a lot of energy when it's running <laughs> in like t- autopilot. Fuck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think there's a percentage, frankly. Like, honestly, it could be like zero point zero 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 one percent, and and I think that still would be true. You know, like yeah. we're dealing with it incredibly, and like when you're <laughs> even when you're on like weed and high, like you realize like. The way your brain can think, like everything is generated from your brain at the end of the day. Every sensation, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interpreted through your brain. And so like imagine living life eternally like that. That that's a mode of thought. That's a mode of living. And you'll be thinking about things in a certain way. And that can only be accessed when you get help from these catalyzed compounds that mm. unlock your brain in a certain way. And same thing with psychedelics. Like it just allows you to engage with thoughts and combinations of neurons that you just wouldn't have in a, a baseline consciousness. Um, yeah. And so I think, I think that's like the point, like if we were to be out there in the cabins, like we'd get to engage with music with a whole new set of consciousness configurations. Yeah. That lets us visualize things differently. That, that's lets us hear things differently. That's lets us imagine things differently. And with something as beautiful and poetic as music is, I mean, the possibilities feel endless. They may not actually be endless, but feel endless. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I think it's a must. I think we do this shit, David. Yeah. So th- that's going to be our big plan for December is to go out and, and f- f- to me, I think this is a, a, a moment of liberation. I think. I, I agree. It's much needed. It's much needed. Yeah. Like, it's just that, oh, like last time I went backpacking, it's just, after the literally day two, the three day trip on day two, like I wasn't thinking about anything, but just walking with my backpack on. Yeah. Insane fucking feeling. And then like everything was just a full on belly laugh. Like Nathan would just rip ass and then. Like, <laughs> it's funny, but when you're backpacking for, like, two days, and that's, oh, like, the yeah. most stimulation you've gotten in a long time, you will fall to your fucking knees laughing over something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, it would be nice to just, like, wipe my brain clean and get perceptive again. Yeah. Damn, you went on a three-day back- backpacking trip? When was this? This was, uh, like, a month ago. Oh, so yeah, it relatively was recent. Sort of, like... I entered a new chapter in my life uh, after that because sort of separated like the, the Ethan era from like where oh. I am now. Like literally when I got back from that trip, like I didn't get a word from any of those people. Yeah. Like that was sort of like the period where I kind of got ghosted by them. Um, but that trip was amazing, David. Like we, we hiked like 11 to 12 miles out to hot springs uh-huh. and it was just all of us naked. <laughs> like, like everyone was naked and we were just like in a sulfur bath together, just talking. And there was like a fig tree above us. And we just go up, pick figs, fucking eat them, come back into the hot springs. It was amazing. Jesus Christ. Wait, how many people went? Um, well, it was just me, Leilani and Nathan. But then there's just like all these experienced hikers out there. Oh. And so it's like this community. Everyone's just in the hot baths together. <laughs> it's got like this, this system where like the ones in the top. You like have to wait your turn to get closer and closer to the, to the um, the hottest water, uh-huh. and but you're just like chit chatting and shit talking people below you and above you, and it's just like super funny and like everyone's sharing food and like taking dips in the cold water and going back and like we did that for like five hours and like it's like being naked is like sort of a part of the experience, you know. Yeah. Jeez, it's crazy to see like a complete stranger just butt ass naked. <laughs> But that, like, vulnerability, like, instantly, like, talking became so much easier. Because you guys were naked. That's fascinating. Yeah. No, I, like, I had no issue talking to anybody when we were naked. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's something about Leilani's. Like, she is super into nudity. And, like, 
I've never gone skinny dipping before. And then I met Leilani and that's like now a weekly routine <laughs> after the symphony yeah. is we just hop into the, the ocean all naked. You go to a weekly symphony? Uh, we did it for a few weeks. Okay. Went like three weeks in a row. And every time we we drive out under the Golden Gate and at night, super eerie. And we like just rip all our clothes off and hop in the ocean together and just float. Damn, is it not cold there? Oh, it's fucking freezing. Yeah, but I like, but I mean, it's just, it's nice. It's it, it's invigorating. Yeah. So, yeah, Jesus. I love doing that. I, I sometimes am wondering like how much you feel feel like your experiences are just fucking incredible you know yeah I, like because you i need you, to like you tell yeah. your stories as if like yeah i went to trader joe's last weekend like <laughs> with that kind of tone <laughs> and i'm like bro do you understand what the fuck has happened i, I know you do yeah. but like yeah i'm kind of asking yeah. that out of a rhetorical no way. totally totally like i i honestly like should be more enthusiastic about it but i have a hard time no, like no no that's, you know, I don't think that's what I mean. You know, I, I, I'm, I think for, I, I'm just kind of doing all this bit for a, a bit of a joke because. No, I totally, I totally to get me, what you're it's saying. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. I, I, I do think that like, I've had some amazing experiences, yeah. um, hanging out with Leilani, like spiritual. You know, like ah, it, wow. when I was like, not to like make comparisons, but, you know, like my friendship with Ethan was super like, technical. Like, it was super technical. Like, we when we talked, we'd just talk about, like, fucking musical movements and music gear. And, and I love those. And it was, like, really eye-opening. And I learned a lot through Ethan. But, like, I wasn't being, like, spiritual whatsoever when I was oh. his friend and, like, friends with all of his friends. Like, never. Um, and yeah. I would always, like, wonder why I was so unsatisfied after hanging out with them for a long time. It really... You know? Now that I think about it, like really, the, the most meaningful friendships I have are the ones that make feel spiritually fulfilling. Exactly, like it fills yeah. your spirit. Yeah. Wow. Because that's that's like the only real thing. Everything else is just sort of like a construct, you know. But mm-hmm. that that feeling of just like being in awe and wonder of the world, just being around people who are also in that state with you. Yeah. Like that shit is what's real. Like that's the universal among all humans. You yeah, know? yeah, wow, man, yeah. But no, you also feel that imposter ship. With friends. oh, for sure, yeah, and and if it's if it's not easy, and if it doesn't, if if you don't feel like there's a connection there, and you've tried, like it just is what it is. You know, yeah. You just have to meet new people, unfortunately. But surely, um, I mean, I mean, from my perspective to you, it seems like for you, it's never the issue of finding a friend because you always, always are vulnerable in a way that attracts people to you. I mean, that will be an inevitable, an inevitable effect of your aura. Like that's that's a given. Um, but for you, it's really been like finding those people that give you that spiritual fuel. Right, finding that with Leilani, especially like I can hear it in the timbre of your voice. This is something unlike ever anything ever that I think you've experienced so far. Most definitely. Yeah, no, I agree, and I I'm just super lucky, you know. And like Nathan's the same way, and like ah, Nathan's incredible as well. I just never get to see him; he's so busy, you know. But like when I do get a hold of him, it's always just an amazing fucking time. Yeah. And he's just always like in awe about things, super interested in everything and super curious about stuff. And it just makes for amazing conversations, you know? But then like he's the type of dude you hug every time you fucking see him. Mm. You know? Mm. I know, he's I know just an inc- Yeah, he's just an incredible, incredible person. So Yeah. Um, does, he, does he also do environmental science? Yeah. You know, uh ooh. I think his major's more broad. But he He's mostly doing like lab work. Oh, okay. um, so, right. so STEM yeah. stuff. Yeah, STEM stuff. Uh, and he's super into uh, fungus. Uh-huh. And he's like literally answering questions about how like when two funguses like just join up and they just like kind of fuse into like a new species almost. But then like <laughs> they're like looking down at it and they're like, but like what does this mean for like their DNA? Like have they gone through some sort of like switch? Like. 
and 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 it's just incredible oh. because like he's literally answering a question that's never been answered. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you are doing it. Like you are in a lab answering questions that have just never been answered. Is it not like the craziest thing ever? Yeah. And he's like, sort of, um, but it's like. He's like, at the end of the day, lab work is like really grueling and you almost forget that you're doing something so amazing. Well, see, that's uh, that's why I left lab work, you know, like I, I left that world of wet lab research because like, yes, technically and frankly, OK, this is my personal hot take. I think the idea of working on something that no one else is working on is low key like an overrated idea because. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yes, I, I think overall that instinct to, like, want to create something new is that same kind of, like, progress ideal that's, like, baked into capitalism, right? You always want to be producing totally. new things to, like, totally. expand, the, like, the frontier and the re- re- uh, reservoir of knowledge to, like, you know, produce value. Um, and, like, in a wet lab, like, literally every question that I was asking was a question that no one has ever asked before kind of way, you know? Like... Yeah, well, that's because no one's fucking looking at this one specific protein in this one specific context in this one specific <laughs> orientation in this yeah. one specific E. coli bacteria. Like, obviously, I was going to be the only one <laughs> really thinking about this. Uh, I, I'm not saying that this yeah. is what uh, Nathan does in their work, but like, um, for me, like, yeah, sure, I was I was at that kind of cutting edge, I guess, place. But what I was doing was so removed from like i felt alienated quite literally Mm. whereas like anthropology at least even though i I barely do any field work so far it's mainly been like reading and shit hearing what it takes like what it means to do research and then also about like its broader implications like stem's broader implications are very powerful right oh you're creating a social network that connects the world oh you're creating you know antibacterials that can save millions of lives the the that kind of scope is incredibly compelling, but the every day of it is, yeah. is, is soul yeah. sucking, but anthropology, yeah. it's about presence. It's about listening. It's about being there and being with someone in the moment, yeah. in the now. And then somehow from all of that accompaniment, you can somehow create research. I think that's just a fascinating idea. And, um, to me, at least, I think that's why that's why I was obviously so happy when you became interested in anthropology because I think that's that's where our arcs inevitably lead, given where we. I started know, from, yeah, and it's know? so funny because like when you told me you were going to major in anthropology, I sort of scratched my head because I had no idea like what the field was about. I'm like, wait, yeah. you're going to like study prehistoric Sleep humans, or, right? Right. Like, like yeah. what? It's so not you, David. Yeah. And then I took cultural anthropology on a whim because i'm like david talks about this and it's like this is literally what we do like this is what we do in just in academic form it's amazing yeah 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 imagine if it was taught in high schools dude do i've been okay this is actually maybe at one point in our life this can be a point of contention because i think well like i'm i'm still related i'm still like doing education related stuff i would love to fucking see anthropology being taught in high schools and like and and not in the fucking way of like oh you know like we'll we'll go into this village in southwest uganda and study how the the savages cooked bushmeat you know like okay obviously no one's going to teach anthropology like that nowadays but i want to make sure that like because i think anthropology What you just did anthropology. <laughs> well, because it that, that is the fucking history of it too, right? Like you read some of that old yeah. shit, and you're like, God damn, these what white men. Fuck? Yeah, and, and did I tell you about the di- diary of Malinowski? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know about Malinowski. That motherfucker's insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like from a from an academic perspective, he's like oh, revered like a god because he like yeah, no, definitely laid the foundation of ethnography. But his like yeah. diary was like it was so funny. Like when he died, his like ex wife like published his diary. And in it, he just talks about how, like, yeah, like, he just, Malinowski was like, damn, I really wish I had more time in the day to fuck all these, like, indigenous women. Because, like, I just don't have time yep. enough. And, and like, all these other really problematic descriptions. And you realize that, like, yeah, this person inherently has a lot of biases of of just really horrible colonial instincts. And so, yeah, uh, you definitely know. before cultural relativity. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that what a yeah. phrase, right? And, and so, like, you like. Okay, I guess I should, I, I want to kind of ask you, like, 
how do you want anthrop- if if anthropology if if Merced High School were to like call you right now and be like, "All right, Cal, we have a opening spot to create a new class, and we want to create anthropology." Like, what are some like things that you want to be taught in that class, and like why? You know, like yeah, you know, just, no, it's yeah. a great question. I mean, like you would have to dedicate a lot of time to ethics, like especially with yeah. high schoolers. But yeah. in itself, and and ethics can be boring we'd have to think of a way to make it like super engaging and interesting. Cause like, dude, I was even fucking snoozing when we were talking ethics, like an anthro and I'm like a committed student at this point, you know? So it's like, how could we get kids like hooked on this shit? Because I just could not imagine like a whole bunch of like high school kids that have no idea what they're doing, going out there, like doing shit the wrong way. Like that would would reflect really badly on us. Um, but I definitely think it would have to be on a community level, you know, Ooh, like, yeah. like I would require them to come in with like, I need, I need you to come in with a story from someone who you've never fucking met before. Exactly. Okay. We're on the same exact page here. Yeah. 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 And then just like build up in like the, the final project is like, let's like paint a picture. Like what is your community to you? You know? Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Native ethno- native ethnography, right? Like, yeah, into yeah, your yeah. own community and understanding a bit better because yeah, i think that's exactly like that's what i was thinking about and like if if anthropology were to be a, like a high school class it would be the class for community engagement right like oh they Fuck, always say yeah. like like oh classes like oh you know we'll go to the museum or we'll go to city hall and stuff and and everything feels like oh you're, you're almost treating your home as like a as like a tourist spot Right, which yep. is again incredibly alienating. And I think anthropology is like really the only way that high schoolers, I think, can be able to practice a type of listening and presence to their own community and seeing Literally. how many n- new stories. I mean, that's what we did, right? I mean, we fucking talked to like army recruiters and we talked to that's what we did. That's literally what we did. And we we fell in love with it, you know. And we were talking like, Oh, I wish more people can like do what we did. They can yeah. if they did t- took anthropology you know exactly yeah i don't even know like what steered us in that direction like because it, it literally started with you like reviewing classes but it's like when did it become bigger than that you know like yeah, when did yeah. that vision i think you and i would have different stories about this right um but you, you know like the classic story i tell is that oh we want we started a podcast for our class just to do a class project to review like a book and shit and I thought, well, I think this would just be cool to continue on. You know, I think it's fun to like talk to talk to people and 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 hear mm. voices all day instead of just fucking reading from a book. Um, but yeah. then I think, I think it was just like how happy I felt talking with people. Like I didn't, I couldn't even explain it at the time, but I just knew that I was happy talking to people. Mm. And so, like at first, yeah, I I did class reviews, a push, um, AP English stuff like that. But I think, I think it wasn't until you came along, and I'm curious to know your side of the story and like what you found that mattered to you, mm. that I was really able because like we spoke together so easily and spoke about things about life about the everyday experience of, you know, talking about Chromebooks and prisons and stuff. Um, I felt liberated in a sense. Um, yeah. And then that's where it kind of led me to like, wow, stories, right? Telling stories to each other was this, was, was the way that I wanted to know myself, you know? And that's obviously spread to like, oh, interviewing other students, but yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so funny that we just naturally gravitated to this, like without even having a fucking word for it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, in a way that's even more, that's more evidence to know that this is something that was part of us, you know, like. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, dude, and imagine just like, yeah, and imagine just like having this class and and we're just like so into like, like trying not to write me an essay about this story. Like, I want you to turn in like a pod, an edited podcast, like a documentary. Like, I would just like desperately try to not read anything that year, you know, it'd be so cool if we like just promoted that, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm curious what it would take to like go back to MUHSD 
and propose like an experimental anthem because i know like oh it's gonna be fucking hard but you know there are high school anthropology classes out there like i met someone recently who said they took high school and cultural social anthropology and that's why they don't do anthropology here and obviously it's like a pretty rich school that they come from but yeah it's still cool that it's being practiced somewhere yeah, I yeah, I think I I'd love to like at one point like cr- like co-create a curriculum with you and be like, let's design. Well, that's the goal. Yeah. I think that would be the goal. That is. I still my parents are like so like my dad's like yeah this is dope that you've like found a major and stuff but, like how he's like he's like I I know you're gonna be successful like my dad never like thinks that I'm not gonna yeah. like have, yeah. live a good life you know he's like I know you're gonna be happy and stuff he's like but like I don't know how you make money like this oh. I'm like. I literally just say, Dad, as long as Dave and I are around doing this shit, like we're gonna definitely like write curriculum or something, and then everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Right? Mean, do you, you see and yourself it, specifically in education? I don't know. I don't know. But that idea always comforts my. Um, yeah, that's true. My parents, they're like, "Oh, okay, okay." There's there's at least one way that yeah. like this degree is related to like making money and it's and it's true like you and i have been so into education reform yeah for so fucking long it'd be a really cool thing to return to after that like, we do all these things and learn all these things in life yeah wow yeah and, and, and sorry I, I i realized i also cut you off which i keep doing i'm so sorry but yeah you're, you're okay you say something else Oh, I for fucking forgot. I don't Damn know. it! I'm just yeah. flowing. I'm in a flow well, state. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That's how it is. But I mean, have you thought like? Because like for me too, like, a bit guiltily. Like I, I feel like I've kind of secluded myself from those serious conversations. But like, well, I mean, as much as anthropology is quote unquote cool, Ooh. what yeah. can I do with it? And like, I've I've mainly been able to shelter myself mercifully out of these conversations because i was like oh you know I'll, i'm still trying to go to medical school and like do medical yeah. anthropology yeah um, which is like no, a, it, a safety net almost you know yeah yeah it's tough uh my professor uh leitner after hearing his story it was a little bit discouraging not gonna lie because he's yeah. a he's a guy um who you know got his degree at cambridge oh, and ended shit. his grad school at cambridge and has done his own ethnography and has gone published and has done it all, you know, like he's done everything you could do before being a tenured professor. And here he is like commuting two and a half hours to get to his job every day from Modesto, driving his car that like breaks down and saying that he just like can't afford to do things. Like he's, he literally told us like, I don't think I'll ever buy a house he's like i'm 45 now taking care of my mom who's sick i'm not married and like even though i'm a phd and i went to cambridge like i just don't have money and like i'm, I'm an adjunct professor at junior colleges and that's as far as i can really go damn he said that holy shit he, he literally he was like dead honest with that so he's like he, and that was like what his opener was in the class oh and he's like so if you're like doing anthropology he's like make sure you love this shit Cause he's like, I love this shit. He's like, I am, I am happy to do what I do. Um, but he's like, that doesn't mean I'm still pissed off about academia. You know, yeah. he's like, he, he basically said, don't expect to be a professor. Like don't take the route I took. Uh, he took the route to, yeah. to expect to become a professor. Exactly. He's like, that was the goal all along. And he's like, there's way more lucrative ways to make money, uh, using your anthro degree. He mentioned, he, he just, yeah he actually gave us a paper and i could probably email it email him for it again but it's literally just a long list of like ways anthro students ended up making money oh. um and like there's like some immoral shit you know like there's like corporate anthropologists who like study cultures and, and learn how to like profit off of like cultural practices and like yeah habits. that's oof yeah that was rough <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you put any any fucking degree in the lens of capitalism, and it's just disgusting. That's well, that's a great point, honestly. Yeah, because I've been <laughs> thinking about that. Like, um, you know, it's fascinating. We 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 were talking to this one professor, uh, who does like ethnography on digital hacking groups, like anonymous. Do you do you know about? Whoa, that's yeah, that's so sick. Like she spent like years 
like following these hackers who like look like normal people you know like you realize that like oh the like, the mask and shit that's just like public image and media like these yeah. are just like people who like like there's like truck drivers involved there's like drug dealers involved who just like know how to Whoa. code and hack and they like live together they either or they just don't know each other it's all anonymous um i forgot where i was going with this and why i talked about it but well like, because uh degrees in the lens of capitalism oh yeah 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 like um and and she said like yeah i got invited to by a bunch of these corporate entities that wanted to know more about anonymous so that they could include some of their like kind of organizational practices into their own stuff and she said like yeah. i could have easily became a corporate anthropologist i don't think she said the word corporate but something about like company anthropologist where she's like she would specifically go out and like document cultural practices among modern groups to like try and find ways that might improve company efficiency or company camaraderie yeah. right yeah. and like that to me i think is a rape of of the idea <laughs> yeah. of anthropology because because like yeah in the end like you are trying to be it's almost like you want to love the stories that come to you you know and to love something does not mean that you'll sell it to the highest fucking bidder no, yeah. for them to mm-hmm. use that story to whatever agenda that they want i mean that's that's human trafficking i i think in in like a like i obviously i'm saying a lot of these like really charged words but i think it's a narratological human trafficking to like take stories and transport them in places that they don't belong and they don't deserve to be so i agree 100 fucking percent um yeah it's not cool it's not cool (laughs) yeah so i i I don't think yeah i definitely don't think we should be thinking of our destination though no yeah absolutely i I think we just keep doing what the fuck we're doing because i just feel like you and i are just becoming better over time and that's the important thing doesn't it feel that way i i i now just like was thinking about that like you know we've we've gone through our ups and downs and we're we're still gonna have a lot of ups and downs but like you say like do you feel like there's this general sense of like we're we're growing somehow you know yes i i feel that way like i don't know for me it's like the hardship that i've had to face if i had to face this with the brain i had a year ago two years ago yeah i'd be a wreck Mm. i'd be a complete fucking wreck Mm. you know and I can just ride these waves, dude. Like, of course, I still, you know, feel sad and depressed and go through my shit. But, like, I continue to do the things I do. And I continue to, like, seek love. And I don't close in on anyone, you know? Yeah. And, and like, that's the that's the important thing. Yeah. That's the important thing. And, and I think most of all is, like, I know what's good for me now. Like, yeah. I have seen shit. I have seen shit and I've had to deal with people who weren't good for me. Yeah. And like I've 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 been in relationships and I've made and lost friends and I've all dealt with it and learned from it properly instead of just like letting those those things like slide by without you know grasping anything from it. Hmm. We hop on this shit and we spit on this mic and like learn like what is it to learn from that, you know? We bring the stories and then you and I sit here and we're like, "Ah, okay. Now let's like curate these lessons." Yeah 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 i think no you oh man i mean for for one thing from earlier i i think you are absolutely right like to not think about the destination because uh, there there is never going to be a destination right no. we're gonna we're gonna die at some point in our life abruptly frankly <clears throat> like <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like in a way it's gonna be abrupt like always yeah. like no matter how much you'll have like your entire family <laughs> surrounded by you you'll, <laughs> it's just gonna go black instantly it, it's gonna, yeah it's like it's gonna be abrupt and like yeah it's gonna interrupt life as it's meant to be right there's no such thing as a period to life like you're never going to get to the end of the phrase um and i think and i think that that's beautiful because you can no longer think about a destination because your destination is death Right, that that that's the only, frankly, destination that you can even come to understand. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is about living yeah. and being and and growing. You know, a, a tree does not. I doubt that a tree growing as a sapling understands exactly how big and how old and how gnarled and how twisted it's going to be as a fully grown tree. 
Like it will yeah. never know what that shape will be because they're co- going to always keep growing and keep growing until one day their their roots fall out and they crash back down onto the floor to be recycled. So, mm. you know, I think like now just like briefly thinking about the idea of like, damn, let's design curriculum and help write curriculum for anthropology in high school. It's like that, that to me is, is all the future I need to, to, to feel full in my belly. You know? Seriously, I, I don't even need to, to come up with any like false memories or anything. Like, yeah, like I can just sit sit well and sleep tight with just that thought alone. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um. So, yeah, and this shit's cathartic, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, this is nice. This is really nice. Yeah, forty five minutes, pretty good. I'm 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 about to fall asleep. That's why I don't want to ask for sure yeah there is something happening at oh fuck wait, yeah let's let, let's let's talk about that yeah what the fuck's going yeah. on there so uh, there's a giant banner hung up in stanford around this time of year for the football game the uh-huh. Cal football game and uh-huh. it's this giant sign that has been hung up at stanford since like 1980 oh no way. and uh yeah and nathan and i and oh, a few other band God. people are going to steal this fucking thing tonight and take it home. <laughs> what the fuck? So 3 a.m., you guys are... How far is Stanford yeah, away? About 45 to an hour. Okay. It's going to be an all-nighter. It's going to be an all-nighter. Oh, my God. Um, it's going to be incredible, though, dude. Um, to, like, to bring this thing home and vandalize it and then hang it up at the stadium for all the Stanford fans to see when they walk in means nothing to me. I don't even go to Cal. Yeah. It's just like... Man, this will be fun. That's an adventure. Yeah, it's an adventure. Yeah. Wait, and so when is the... Is it like a Cal-Stanford game soon or something like that? Yeah, it's uh, on Saturday. Dude, no fucking way. Okay, so like this Saturday too is the Harvard-Yo game. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. See you then, so... Yeah, yeah. I, college rivalries. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go, like, fucking get wasted and inebriated that day. I, I'm probably best I really don't give a fuck, but it is just cool to see people get energized about something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I did want to ask one question that I'm curious to know. Um, without, like, do you feel like you've done anything serendipitous lately? Or, like, something just now happened? Just now. Like, literally just now. I, I was... I was thinking about just like laying in my room and not doing anything. And then I was like, okay, I should do something. And then I just looked on my phone and I was like, oh, like, let's see what's, what's up with the Bamfa. And so I looked and then I saw that they're playing a movie. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So then I I just put on my clothes, blazer, and I walked to the museum. And then I just run into my friend Janan, who I haven't seen in months. And then we sit down next to each other and then enjoy this fucking movie together that we had no idea what we were walk, like walking into and then like this this is this is just all on a whim you know like i didn't have this plan like a week earlier i thought of this like literally five minutes before i did it mm. it felt great i'm just so glad I, I did this tonight and talking to you tonight you know yeah yeah <sighs> wow i'm so glad remember. yeah oh yeah you were gonna say no i just have to remember that like these are the things i enjoy doing you know yeah that's like it's the did you tell it did you bring this up to me like how like we colonized literally every piece of land that can pretty much exist and like the the final frontier is not just like the human brain itself that's like what big tech is yeah there's a whatchamacallit who's that guy like he's a comedian but he also kind of speaks facts speaks facts uh bo burnham um Mm. he had a a whole soundbite on like yeah like the history of colonialism has mainly been focused on land, but nowadays it feels like all the land that there is has been claimed. So the next frontier is about human attention. Yeah. 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 No. Like they're going after every second, you know, frankly. Yeah. I mean, dude, like that, if you think of like social media as that, not a way to connect with friends and not a way to like yeah. not be lonely. If you think of it as just something that is colonizing your fucking mind, yeah. that's, that's, that's a more accurate way of looking at things. Yep, yep, yep. So I need to remember that. And I remember that, like, the night, this night that I had, this is when I feel good. This is when I feel satisfied, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, 
Wow, that resonates with me a lot because I think, you know, as much as we can, it's easy to say how Instagram and these social media things are just here to conquer our seconds. They do it in such a sinister way where while they're conquering our attention, we feel fucking good about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly the that's the scariest part of like we're smiling and laughing as they slowly eat up every inch, every second of our temporal brain, you know. So um yeah, and, and I think for me as well, it's been like like I think if I if I honestly did not hear that from you. I think I might have, like, after this podcast, just gone straight to my bed and opened YouTube. But, like, I honestly, really, like, that is not what makes me feel good, you know? No. Nope. Like, what yep. makes me feel good is to, you know, finish this podcast, uh, do my Spanish assignment. Real quick. It's like a pre, pre-lecture thing. Cool, cool. And then listen to some music and drift off to sleep. Done. You know? And Done. You'll feel amazing. I'll feel fucking amazing. And so... Yeah. Wow. Damn. <laughs> this has been. This was. This was a. Nice. This is a good one, David. I. This was a banger for sure. This is like. Yeah. Yeah. This is the shit, man. I wish I could like write about this podcast in my essays. I think you can. Wait, are you? I mean, obviously, I would love to read your essays first of all, but like, I, I think you should, frankly, because this is related to your. Are you applying to transfer into the anthropology department? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, I mean, like, it's the goal. Bro, this is the fucking origin story, too, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would like to talk about how, like, I just sort of naturally gravitated to the field. And then just, like, holy shit, there's a name for this. And then yeah. just, like, show yeah. them how I deep-dived into it, you know? With, like, the cultural burn with this podcast. and Yeah. And I want to talk a lot about the piano on Sproul and, like, all the people I've met and talked to it- there. Dude, that's literally your ethnographic field site in your own way. Because like, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Talk about okay. that. Talk about. Dude, All I right, mean, cool. This is a, this is a, this could be an airtight application. Like this, <laughs> you, you can you can transfer to fucking Harvard anthropology, right? <laughs> like with this kind of story. Uh, um, so so yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The, you, right. I mean, you have a very compelling story to do anthropology for sure. Cool, cool. Sounds All right. Good. All right, well. This is how David Chen and Cal <laughs> Slatten felt on Thursday, November 17th. <laughs>